0: You are listening to America's Health Care Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, dot com and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire.
1: Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290 is the number if you want to get in touch with us to talk about what you want to talk about with regards to health care, but what we're going to talk about Right now is the Republican retreat that happened a couple of weeks ago and uh, some of the uh, takeaways from from the Republican retreat. Let me pull up my notes here. Uh, they began. Uh, they, they've begun their congressional uh, hearings this week, Alan. And, and in those uh, in that retreat, they discussed uh, kind of the, the timetable that they will be going about things. And so it was essentially uh, presented by uh Two members of the Senate and three members of the House kind of chaired this little panel. Right. And then um, members got to ask their questions. So Senator Barrasso, who's been on the show, he is the uh, head of the uh, Republican Policy Committee, uh, physician, uh, ardent op- uh, opponent of the Affordable Care Act. He-, he gave kind of his brief on how we got here, and then they really kind of launched into what some of the plans are for each e- each committee. And here's something that really caught my attention, and that was from Senator Lamar Alexander uh, when he said, quote, we need to be offering a long-term solution and assure the public that before anything becomes effective, no bridge will be demolished until a new bridge is open. And we'll soon start seeing something along the lines of repeal, rebuild, and replace. And it's kind of funny because a story surfaced on Friday that said now, uh, according to that, the the new party line is uh, Republicans are, are not going to probably not going to repeal the ACA. They're going to try and, and replace it. And I think that might make some people mad, but there's really uh, not a lot of options right now. Right.
0: And that's what we've talked about on the show, that, you know, if you just go in and you repeal it, the dis- the amount of disruption that would create, the amount of chaos that would create uh, would be devastating to that sector of the economy. But at the same time, you would see massive price increases probably overall. And I found, uh, you know, Chris Jacobs, he's a health policy analyst on the Hill who used to work for Republicans in Congress. You know, I found it very interesting what he made. He made a comment because he was part of the panel and he said, uh, conservatives should not remain fixated on the number of people with health insurance when designing an alternative. We will never win a battle with the liberals if you measure success in the terms of the number of people that have health insurance cards. We don't want to spend as much as liberals, and we don't believe in coercing people to buy insurance. I found that very interesting because... Who said that again? That was Chris Jacobs. He used to be... uh, He's a health policy analyst now. He's off the Hill, Mm -hmm. but he used to be on the Hill. And he also said that Republicans to Trump were at risk of overpromising, just like Obama did, which... Let's be frank, he did, and that put Republicans in control of the House and Senate, and they've kept control since.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. Greg Walden, he's the chair of the Energy and Commerce Committee. He suggested the concept of Reconciliation Plus, which is uh, they try and scale back as much as the pain as they could through reconciliation and then rebuild and stabilize the marketplace before coming up with a replacement. Another (sighs) option he suggested was um, using the 262 authorities delegated to HHS just for uh, the ACA to uh, fix some of these things. And it is kind of funny. I can guarantee that when the Democrats passed the ACA and uh, the reason that they did were able to get it passed was because of all these delegations to the executive branch to basically write the law. I can guarantee they never thought that that... They would be handing the keys to Tom Price. <laughs> well, Think and we've that. talked
0: Think about, about that, that on this show. That they're
1: firing like. Well, yeah. Now because, he has all this authority. Well,
0: as we've talked about, there are over seventeen hundred different times that it gives the authority to the Secretary of Health and Human Services in the law. Those are areas where he can change the law in specifics. If you go back to the original law, he has the ability to change it. Just by a simple pin stroke. Okay. Not with Congress, not with the Senate, not with the House, but by himself. Okay. Now, mind you, he probably should do it the other way around, the other way, but the law allows him to do that. And I could see that there might be, in some instances, areas where you might want to go down that path.
1: And then also the future of macro in play now. Right. And. The, the Cures Act, uh, uh, which was passed with bipartisan support. All these things are now in play for uh, Tom Price, who did get confirmed by the committees this week, uh, despite um, the, the Democrats just uh, boycotted the, the votes. <laughs> but uh, they and they just let it play for one day, and then they, they boycotted again, so they just went ahead and well, they voted suspend, to, confir- to yeah, confirm
0: they, him. They suspended the rules and confirmed him, so,
1: so he'll be— uh, I guess getting a vote here in the Senate pretty shortly. I would imagine if it has, it hasn't happened. No, it'll probably
0: be. I would imagine Tuesday at the Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest. Mm
1: -hmm. And then he, so he's he's going to be moving on down. I don't know if he'll be in where he'll be if he'll still stay in D.C. or if he'll go to well. Baltimore has a lot of those. um, I guess like centers for Medicare and Medicaid services is in. uh, in Baltimore, so, hey, Sean, it's it's yeah. kind of hard
0: to feel bad for a bunch of for a bunch of status that that centralize all this power into the into these into these bureaucracies, but then they didn't have the uh, the forethought to think that maybe someday the other party might actually have control of it. It's kind of <laughs> hard to feel bad for those people, you know. Now they're all protesting, crying, everybody's boycotting. It's like, uh, sorry, you you made the you made the environment, you created the atmosphere in which in which this is all playing out. So, yeah. I I for one. I feel bad for being an obstructionist kind of way of thinking, but sorry. Where were you? Where were you when we were all screaming? Hey, maybe we should do this. Maybe like- we shouldn't
1: do these executive orders. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe we shouldn't do this. And they're like, "Oh, go over there and shut up, you." And and now all of a sudden, it's kind of hard to feel bad for him. Well, the shoes on the other foot, and you know,
1: sorry, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I'm for just less government all the way around. I don't yeah. care what the party is. So I don't either. Uh, I I, yeah. you know, I I'll uh I'll call them both out if I have to with, with regards to that because but let's face the facts. Republican party in control is responsible for big government too. And um, absolutely. The administration had an official there his name is Andrew Drewberg. He I think he's kind of going to be one of the point persons and he uh he kind of uh he said that uh, the administration's here to partner with you they've been taking a look at the ACA for a while uh the first article it contains uh what he said quote uh, to the maximum extent permitted by the law and so he said there is a lot of flexibility now to treasury HHS and labor to exercise uh some of these authorities to actually help people and I think the judge, Andrew Napolitano, brought up an interesting point in that that first executive order is almost a revolutionary act in that um, that it's really scaling back a lot of the power uh, of the executive branch, potentially. Yeah,
0: potentially. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I Andrew Napolitano is one of my heroes. Uh, That'd he, be cool if
1: he got, what if he got nominated to the Supreme Court? Oh, take a sledgehammer
0: awesome? to it, man. I mean, he is he is rock star when it comes to the law and what the Constitution means. You talk about an originalist and, and someone who understands it, it is Judge Napolitano, and he is somebody that if you haven't heard of him, you haven't read him, by all means, go out, seek out Judge Andrew Napolitano's stuff because the guy knows what he's talking about.
1: So then uh, they go into uh, one of the biggest— um Problems, I think that is going to come up in this debate is what's the future of Medicaid, the Medicaid expansion? Because here's why. Some states expanded it, and if they expanded it, do they get to keep uh, the funds that they got for the expansion? Maybe. Um, What about those states that didn't expand? Do they... how, How does it work with them? Maybe they didn't want to expand. What's the future with them? But they really need to get the cost down and that's what um, they spent a lot of time visiting about and the concept that I, I that caught my attention is what what uh, Kevin Brady said which was we're going to give people quote unquote this uh, healthcare backpack and you can kind of just have these different tools and Alan you'll like this they they want to give everybody their own their electronic medical records and be able to carry that portable uh, wherever they go which I think is is an important An important step.
0: Right. Well, and yeah, I, you know, the Kaiser Family Foundation had a a really good article out uh, a couple days ago. It was five key questions about Medicare block grants and per capita caps. And uh, I would invite everybody to go out and look at this because it really goes in depth about what the current Medicaid program is, what the block grant program could look like, and what the per capita cap, which is what they're also talking about, is going to look like um you haven't maybe probably heard about per capita cap what that is is it may be guaranteed to certain groups it's capped the federal funding is capped per enrollee not per state it's not based on health care costs and needs and it's fixed with preset growth per enrollee state matching payments are unclear at this time and it's federal spending is not tied to state spending beyond the enrollee cap so there's more things to come on that
1: yeah Finally, Rep. McClintock saying we cannot repeal Obamacare through reconciliation. Afraid it could make things worse. And uh, technically we cannot do this. Uh, We're going to have to repair it through reconciliation and then put together a plan with uh, 30 votes. And then finally, anything I think that does get changed uh, is not going to happen for for probably three years. Senator Grassley saying just like the ACA, there's a three-year phase in probably going to be be the same thing you can't really say to these insurance companies tomorrow it's it's this was no no longer this no longer applies this is right what's going on so stay tuned folks should be good for us because we'll have plenty to cover exactly over the next three years hey brian stay right there we'll get to you after the break and uh we'll take a time out here on america's Healthcare challenge 402-342-1290 is the phone number online at facebook.com slash america's healthcare challenge also do that hashtag on twitter and you can find us there as well we'll be right back